This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The Twins did what? Yeah, they uh, traded a batting champion today. That's right. And by all accounts, the last team to trade a reigning batting champion the next season was the Minnesota Twins. Rod Carew went from the Twins to the Angels. You may remember, if you're old enough, Calvin Griffith said some very unfortunate things. Rod Carew was mad, wanted out, and he got out. And he was traded to the Angels on the way to Cooperstown. Uh, meanwhile, uh, the Twins trade Luis Arise to Miami for right-hander Pablo Lopez and a pair of minor leaguers. And on the surface, you're like, how can the Twins do that? How can they part ways with with the reigning batting champion? Well, a couple of things here. The Twins still have what appears to be a good stock of starting pitchers, but not a front-line guy. If you look down the list of potential starters in... 2023 who stands out as an ace is is a number one guy well they went out and got a guy who may not be an ace but certainly could be around the top of the twins rotation in in pablo lopez and that's one of the reasons they did it another reason is uh, for a rise where do you play him day in and day out he's not a traditional dh uh, he played a lot at first base when Miguel Sano couldn't get it done, then got injured, and then came back, and the, the party was over with Miguel Sano in a Twins uniform. Um, so he was one of those guys that, yes, he was a batting champ, but if you're going to go out and get a guy who has the potential to lead this rotation, is Joe Ryan ready to lead the rotation? Maybe, maybe not, but the thought is, is if the Twins are going to take that next step in 23, Carlos Correa signed, sealed, and delivered now, that they need more pitching depth, they need more quality starters, you can't have too much pitching, and then if you do get to the postseason, can you line up guys in games one, two, and three that give you a chance to advance? win in advance. Chris Tubbs is our producer. Steve Thompson in. Uh, 
for Henry Lake. Lake was in earlier today for Chad Hartman. Between noon and 3, you can catch all of that on the free Odyssey app. Use the Rewind feature uh, podcast on the website, etc. But, uh, Chris, you look at this deal, and when I got wind of it, it was kind of like, wow, it's been rumored, and they pulled the trigger and got it done. Yeah, and this was kind of one of the worst-kept secrets, right? That yep. The Twins were looking for pitching, and the one guy that you could potentially dangle out there, your biggest trade ship, is Luis Arise. And at first, you look at it, and kind of like what you were saying, Steve, like, oh, man, how could you do this? You know, the guy's 26 years old. He's, you know, great contact hitter. He's, you know, reigning American League batting champ. I've got my Arise 316 shirt on Right now, as a matter of fact, I was wearing it this morning when I was going out and, and running some errands. But he's a good contact hitter. He's got bad knees. He's largely a single hitter, and he's average defensively. And like you said, where, where do you play him? Because if the team is healthy, all of those infield spots are occupied. And then you've also got a couple of prospects that are waiting to come up, and he can't DH, right? Because DH, you typically have somebody who's going to be in the middle of that lineup that's going to have some pop. So you're kind of in a situation where if you can sell high to add some rotational depth and you get a couple of prospects, to me, even though Luis Arise is extremely likable, like he, oh he, he might have been the most likable member of the Twins and it's not even close, to me, if you can get somebody like Pablo Lopez, and I was talking with Dan Cook about this, you're not going to get a Jacob deGrom, a Justin Verlander, you know, anything like that in a trade, right? You're going to have to get that second-tier pitcher with the potential upside, and I feel like that's what they got with Pablo Lopez. Yeah, and I, I go back to uh, what appears to be a lot of depth among the starters. I brought up Joe Ryan. Af- yes, uh, the, yeah, the, uh, the, the depth is a... It's the best depth that I can remember seeing with this rotation. Yeah, you have no idea what Kent Maeda is going to be um, this year, coming off Tommy John, where he's going to be. You know, Joe Ryan had a nice 2022. Uh, Bailey Ober finally came back. You, you look at, you know, Sonny Gray, uh, a, a good veteran guy to put into the rotation. But with this team, pitching was a gigantic factor last year, pitching depth, and you go out and you add a guy. Now, now there are other factors in all of this. You know, does Alex Kirilov come back from wrist surgery? Is he able to contribute day in and day out? Is Byron Buxton? We ask this question every year. How many games is Byron Buxton And you would say, play? Steve, this is a recording. For sure. Um, but... He was a guy where it's kind of like, you know, where, where, where does he fit? Where does he get at bats? And to get a starter, as you pointed out, either you write a gigantic check in the free agent market, like uh, the Mets did for Verlander and teams did for other starters, or you make a deal like this and you clearly have to give something up. Now, with that said, the, the Twins are going out on a limb because if a rise – Continues to hit, and there's no reason to think he won't. And Pablo Lopez doesn't have a great year here in the American League. Uh, It's a struggle. 
then you know people are going to wonder what happened here and did the twins. Now, the prospects, that's nice. Um, they got some pretty good prospects, but until they play in the major leagues, uh, uh, until they actually play in the show, you, you don't really know whether or not this, this was a good move or not when the minor leagues. But as far as the pitching move, I, I lean to be on board with it. You know, when it when it started to surface that he could be available out there as the Twins try and update or upgrade their starting rotation, I'm thinking, okay, you got to give something up. I don't hate the move like some do on yeah. social media. There are some that love it. I, I kind of lean, I'm 55% in favor of it, uh, 60%, which is kind of like, yeah, I get it. And now I'm in wait-and-see mode, and I think a lot of Twins fans fit into that. But what we want to do is we want to get your thoughts on it. And there's a couple of ways to get involved on the Lake Show and all our programs here on CCO. And that is the City's One Plumbing Talk and text line 651-461-9226, 651-461-9226. Do you love the deal? Do you hate the deal? Or are you kind of like I am? Okay, I, I get it. I get what they're trying to do here. Um, but what matters is, is what happens on the field uh, in 23. And is this guy going to be a difference maker in one of those top spots in the rotation? That's what's going to matter for the Minnesota Twins because this division is is there. It's there again in 23. I, I don't think the White Sox did a lot where you're kind of like, oh, they're the team to beat. Cleveland had a very nice year. Can they do it again with the young squad? And, and, and what's the strength of Cleveland? It's their pitching. Yeah. I mean, you, you got to be able to pitch if you're going to compete with Cleveland. That's and that's what made them scary in the postseason and why they put up a good showing. Now, they made an exit. They didn't go to the World Series. They didn't win it all. But, but Cleveland put up a fight because they had pitching depth pitching can be a great equalizer if you're not one of the big money clubs and cleveland cleveland showed that so we'd love to get your thoughts once again on the city's one plumbing talk and text line 651-461-9226 do you love it do you hate it somewhere in the middle on it but we'd love to hear from you here on news talk e3o Twins trade arise. They pick up Pablo Lopez, a couple of prospects as well, and we want to get right to the city's one plumbing talk and text line. Your thoughts on the deal. Do you love it? Do you hate it? Or are you somewhere in between? I'm lean, hey, I'm okay. Let's wait and see how it goes. I understand why the deal was made. They need more pitching. And if you're going to win the division or win the wild card, you got to have pitching depth, and that that's something that failed the Twins a year ago. Let's go to Mike and Mankato. Mike, you're on CCO. Hello. Hey, hello. Good evening. Say, uh, I guess I'm kind of in, mixed about it also, but uh, the one thing that I, concerns me is that we have a guy that had, it was on base one out of every three at-bats, sometimes two, depending on if you walk or not, and he led, led the league in hitting average. Yep. And who's going to pick up the difference there, hitting wise? We we were one of the worst offenses in the league. Um, we we had no one that could hit the ball except for Correa, and that was the last month and a half of the year. 
we've got no one else that's uh, hit the ball consistently for the Twins here this last year. So I'll hang up and listen. All right. Very good, Mike. Good call. And I, th- I think there's, there's a lot of hope in all of this. And <laughs> leading into every season, uh, particularly a major league season, Hope Springs Eternal, you've heard all of that stuff, that Karolov comes back from his surgery. Uh, he can hit the ball. You, you've, got, you've got Correa settling in now. This is his home. He signed a long-term contract. Byron Buxton, uh, the list goes on with this team that, you know, that there are going to be other bats in this everyday lineup. You have Jose Miranda, who had a pretty nice year. Uh, don't forget about Kyle Farmer. Uh, he, here's a guy who can play a little bit. They, they feel like they have the makings of a pretty good lineup when healthy. And, and that's something to keep in mind in all of it. But I, I, I think adding another bona fide major league starting pitcher. And don't go anywhere because Chris Tubbs has some numbers, but we want to get back to the City's One plumbing talk and text line. Uh, the Arise trade to the Marlins. Uh, they get uh, Pablo Lopez in return. Your thoughts. Do you love it? Do you hate it? Are you somewhere in between? Let's go to Karen. Karen, your thoughts on the deal? I hate it. All right, why? I hate it so much. I am so angry. Luis was number one, my favorite player. Number two, I regret not getting to meet him last year when I had the opportunity. It was my own fault. Um, I think that the fans, I mean, this this really, to me, really shows how much, I don't know, I feel like management doesn't really care about the fans. And the other thing is, my gosh, doesn't it tell them something if the last time it was done was Rod Carew? I mean, yeah. come on. You yeah, know, it, he brought it, it, so much spirit to the team. Yeah, it, there, there's no doubt it's unusual in the circumstances surrounding Rod Carew. Uh, the Leighton Twins owner, Calvin Griffith, uh, made a speech, uh, had a few too many. Uh, re- yeah. Read the whole story in Patrick Royce's book. He does a great job laying it out. I, I was a kid mm-hmm. at the time, but but the simple fact of the matter is Rod Carew, angry, rightfully so, wanted out. He was traded to the Angels. Okay. It is unusual. But, Karen, I will say this, and if if you are going to take a step up, you're going to have to give something up. And to get a picture of this quality, and this is where Chris Tubbs is going to come in, lay out some of the numbers. This guy, they're, they're, they're getting someone in his prime who's put up some pretty good numbers. Now, granted, it's in the NL. Granted, it's not a very good team in the Miami Marlins. But, um, nevertheless, uh, he is a guy that that has the potential you know, to be a, a top three starter. And Do Young Park's going to join us later, and he kind of did a list. You know, he, he puts mm-hmm. him in the top three right now. So, all right. Thanks, Karen. Thanks for the call. Uh, Chris Tubbs, what do you got? Numbers numbers on our buddy, uh, the the newest member of the Twins, Pablo Lopez. Yeah, I, I've got a few of them here, Steve. And, yeah, I know that this is not a popular move with Twins territory in terms of Luis Arise being lovable because it, it's hard to find a player that, just seems genuinely likable and authentic 
and th- there's no facade. Like, you know when people are trying to put it on you. But here's the thing when it comes to, to this trade. This is a win-win for both sides. The Marlins finished 28th in runs and 24th in home runs in 2022. And Arise is only going to help with that so much. So when you've got an offense that was 28th in runs, you, you take that into account when you talk about a guy who went 10-10 and 10 with a 3.75 ERA, 1.17 whip and 174 strikeouts in 180 innings and 32 starts. Number one, I think you have to take into account the durability because one of the big questions in this Twins rotation is health. These guys, I I think the rotation is solid, not great, not spectacular, but I feel like it's solid if these guys continue to stay healthy. I'm going to throw these out there. Through his first 10 starts last year, Lopez had a sub-2 ERA, 1.83, and he was sitting with a... Uh, the ERA at the All-Star break was sub-3. So that tells me that he he has these periods where he could be very dominant. Now, he faltered a little bit in the second half, but rebounded strong in the last four. He had an ERA of just over two in his last four starts. So you do have somebody that can have these sustained lengths of you know, swing and miss potential. And ultimately, I think that's what you need. And you need somebody that's going to be consistent and durable. And he made it well, through the yeah. season last year with 32 starts. So I'm not looking at the at the, the win-loss record because to me that's a misnomer with a team that doesn't score a bunch of runs. I, I think we have to look at the upside. And what is it that the Twins feel they're going to need to uh, to compete in not only in the American League Central, but – if they get to the playoffs, again, I, I just I feel like this is one of those deals that you ask people what they think of it. I'm at first I heard I was like uh, I was about you know sixty forty. I'm seventy five twenty five right now that I I'm in favor of it because I understand that you're trying to strengthen a point of weakness. Yeah, and there's no doubt that the division is open. Can can Arise help you win? So can this guy. And that's how you judge a trade. It, it, you know, good guy, great story. As the year played out, Arise winning a batting title, that that's the number one story from this team in 2022. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Well, I, I think once the team kind of fell out of contention, you wanted something to keep you hooked on this sure. team. And Luis, yeah. Luis Arise in the... Pursuit of the batting title. I mean, what were we talking in, you know, September, in October? I mean, we're, we're, you know, looking at, you know, what was Xander Bogarts doing? What was Aaron Judge doing? What was Luis Arise doing? Like, we were looking at that. And I feel like it's those good vibes. The fans are going to miss those good vibes that Luis Arise brought to the diamond. And and I, I totally understand that. I, I understand where they're coming from on that point. Yeah, and this this is upside. Well, you know, you got a couple of minor leaguers. You know, spare me until they get to the majors. I said that earlier. Um, the, the guy you got who's going to play in the big leagues in Lopez. Uh, another thing I like about him, and and I don't think there's there's enough said about it. This this guy's listed at six four two twenty five. Um, I I like that. 
you know, big, strong right-hander, and and hopefully durability is going to be something. He's going to take the ball, and he's going to go out there every fifth day. And you've heard the old cliche, give the club a chance to win. That's how the trade will be judged. It isn't easy. I'm sure they didn't make the decision lightly, but I, I work during the week, my full-time gig with a lot of good Twins fans and a lot of people who followed this club for a long time. The, the scary thing is, if they do get to the postseason, do they have that pitching depth to give them a chance to win in the postseason? I don't think you could have said that a year ago. Even if they would have found a way to survive and scratch and claw and, and stay in it, and of course they fell off the face of the earth late in the season, but the simple fact of the matter is, as their pitching staff was constructed a year ago, did they really have a chance to have success in the postseason? Now, have they done no. enough this offseason? Well, this is a step. And to get something, you've got to give something up. Yeah. And yeah. They, they gave something up big, and we'll see how it how it ultimately plays out. But like I say, I understand the deal. It, it's It's never easy. Sonny Gray, Tyler Malley, Pablo Lopez, Kenta Maeda, Joe Ryan, Bailey Ober. You could go with a six-man rotation if you wanted, if you feel like you've got you know issues, especially early on when the weather's cold. You don't want to overwork those guys. Then you got Simeon Woods, Richardson, Louis Varlin, and Josh Winder. You, you got those guys that could potentially start the season in St. Paul. It's the, the depth is there. You don't have that, that dog, that ace, that guy that, that's going to make it pop. But again, that's not somebody that you're going to be able to acquire in a trade or you're going to have to break the bank free agency. If you're going to have that guy, I think Twins fans, as much as you don't want to hear it, it's going to have to come from within. And there's a lot of groaning because it's like, when is the last time you had somebody come from within? Johan Santana? I mean, Francisco Liriano before he had the elbow issues. So in the scheme of things, I think this is a – the Twins, I feel, are a better team now than they were six, seven hours ago. Yeah, I mean, they certainly took a big leap when they, they found a way to get Carlos Correa back thanks to the Giants and the Mets. Quick break. We have much more coming up here on the Lake Show. By the way, Henry Lake was in earlier uh, for Chad Hartman between noon and three. Highlights of the show available online at WCCRadio.com or at the free Odyssey app. When we come up, uh, the Vikes move on from uh, the defensive coordinator. Uh, that was the easy part. We'll, we'll get into all of that coming up here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Timing is everything. And when the Minnesota Vikings got beat by the New York Giants and were eliminated, uh, we all knew in the back of our mind, if you were paying attention, that there would be changes whenever there was a playoff exit that the Vikings struggled enough defensively that Ed Donatel would probably not be around uh, after the season, particularly uh, the way it ended with the Giants. Uh, the, the Giants put up a big day offensively in beating the Minnesota Vikings. You can, you can talk about Kirk Cousins' check down that ended the game late, um, I, I I think way too much was made of that. He, even if he doesn't, even if you pick up the first down there, even if you move the chains, you, you may not win the football game. 
I, I think the big picture was, though, that they get beat. Um, it was a season that exceeded all expectations. If you would have told Viking fans anywhere that with a new general manager and a new head coach coming into this thing, that they'd win the division and make the playoffs, people would have taken that, no, no questions asked. But let's face it, Mike Zimmer lost his job because of what happened on that side of the football. The defense was, was not good for the final two years under Mike Zimmer. And Rick Spielman, the general manager, and the head coach, Mike Zimmer, lost their jobs. And the Minnesota Vikings, ownership, the Wilfs, Mark, and Ziggy, made the decision that they were going to rebuild it on the fly. They bring in a uh, new general manager, new head coach. And in a hard cap league, you only have so much money to spend. Now, they, they, did, they did get a big piece in Zedaria Smith. Uh, from the Green Bay Packers. You had some veterans hanging around. You were hoping some young guys would pan out. But the reality was that the Minnesota Vikings had to stay really healthy and get some breaks to improve their defense. And it didn't work out that way. The defense was not good. We've all heard the numbers. Scoring yards, whatever metric you want to use. So the Minnesota Vikings succeed as a team, all expectations. But the defense is still a problem. It's easier to fire one coach than it is the players. It's easier to hang it on him. I'm not sure why they didn't do it Monday. I'm not sure why they didn't do it Tuesday. I'm not sure why they didn't do it on Wednesday. And then... Uh, the, the general manager, Quasito Fomenza, and the head coach, Kevin O'Connell, meet the media on Wednesday, their end of the season press conference, and then they get rid of Ed on Thursday. I don't understand that timing. They probably knew they were going to get rid of him Sunday night. Do it Monday. Do it Tuesday. Meet the media on Wednesday and move on. So the way it was handled was was cumbersome to be nice about it it wasn't handled well but the question still is and here's the hard part you get rid of ed i I remember back in the old days when when bob schnelker uh was a lightning rod an offensive coordinator uh way back when jerry burns was the head coach My, my point being is you can get rid of coordinators, but it doesn't solve the fundamental problem. The Minnesota Vikings defensively don't have good enough players. That's the issue. And how you fix that issue in a hard cap league where you're going to have a huge chunk committed to a quarterback and a wide receiver. You have to, you have to sign Justin Jefferson. You have to give him big money probably make him the highest-paid wide receiver in the NFL. And you have one of the highest-paid quarterbacks in Kirk Cousins already. That makes it very difficult to rebuild the defense on the fly. I don't know what coach is going to come in here with this group of players. Even if you say goodbye to Harrison Smith, even if you say goodbye to Eric Kendricks, even if you create some cap room Are you going to be able to improve the defense? Generally, it needs to be done through the draft. You you have to hit on first, second, and third round guys. 
and it's a cumulative effect. They've missed on a lot of guys. They've they've had injuries with a lot of guys. They they've been banged up the last two years under Zimmer. They, they were devastated by injuries, and they had no margin for error. They had some injuries this year. They they just don't have the talent. So you fire Ed. He's the bad guy. He's gone. Not now. The hard work begins. Now what? Where, where are you going to find the talent to improve the defense in twenty three? Chris Tubbs, it Ed was the easy part, in my opinion. It was easy, but it was also, I mean, you look at it and you can't do the same thing over and over and over and expect different results. And well, I, Like a scheme change, like we're going to gamble more or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it, it, just by looking at this team, like I'm... I told Henry, I'm not an X's and O's guys. Like, I watched the All-22 film. I, I couldn't, you know, I'm not breaking down, you know, certain blocking techniques and double A gap and coming around this and twisting and stunting and doing all that. But I can tell you that there were times where the defense looked confused. They looked like they were out of position. They just looked like this was a square peg in a round hole. Like, Ed Donatel came in. And he's like, we're going to run this 3-4 scheme. Three down linemen, four linebackers. Then you have your two safeties, your cornerbacks. If you're coming into a situation, what do good coaches do? They alter their scheme to fit the players. Ed Donatel did the opposite. And when you've got an aging defense that you're trying to essentially run it back, like you were asking for problems when you've got your two defensive end, your your you know Zadarius Smith and Daniil Hunter, you're asking two guys that their best job, the one job that they have specifically, is to pressure the quarterback, and you're putting them in a situation where you're not giving them the best opportunity to do that by having them be edge rushers back a little bit. So in that respect, it just it it didn't work, and that's step one. I don't think they're going to have a hard time finding a defensive coordinator. I I really don't like. No, there, no. there are there I, are they'll, only they'll th- line up. They'll, they'll line up. But it, it, to me, that's a symptom of uh, an inexperienced general manager and an inexperienced head coach that turned the keys over to a veteran defensive coordinator, a veteran defensive guy who says, "I'm going to do it my way." Now, don't worry about Ed. He got paid. He got bought out. He'll be fine. You know, there's severance. You know, they're probably years in his contract. I mean, all these guys know that it, it's very rare that they leave the game on their terms like Bill Belichick will do. There, there aren't many coaches that get to do it. They, they know they're going to get fired at some point. But, but here's the thing. Whatever they do and who that new coordinator is, you still have um, – 11 guys, you've got contract issues, you've got cap issues. Um, There's some young guys that were banged up. You're not sure if they can play yet. I mean, the idea that whoever the coordinator you're going to bring in is going to turn this into a top-10 defense or even a middle-of-the-pack defense in 23, I don't know, that's tall order. I you know well I, I don't good luck I, to you. Yeah, I don't think you're talking about this being you know a, a version of the purple people eaters. I do think that you know when Kevin O'Connell and Quasi Dolphamensa, you know, both you know, first year head coach, first year general manager, 
I do think there's some credence, Steve, to what you were talking about bringing in a veteran defensive coordinator because you don't want to have everybody be first-timers, right? I mean, you, you want to have somebody to lean on. Especially that's when, why they brought in Ed. A- absolutely. There's no doubt. And now you figure, okay, that didn't work, and now I feel like you can really get into the search that you want. And as for you know the, the personnel that they've got, they're going to have some salary cap issues. Rob Brzezinski is maybe the best in the NFL at massaging the salary cap. They will figure out a way to get pieces in there. But at the same time, I don't think that our expectations should be you're going to turn this from the 31st ranked defense into the you know 50. I'd say if, if you can make it top 20, I would say that is middle a, of the pack. Yeah, if if you can make it, and I don't think top 20 would be that hard because one thing about this too, Steve, like the Wolves, they will not blow it up. They will not tear it down to the studs like a lot of us were wondering if they were going to do last year. Like they like this competitive rebuild, you know, whatever they're calling it. They want to try and and stay competitive for as long as they can. They they don't want to have those couple of bad years like the Falcons or you know um, you know I'm just just kind of blanking right. But, but I mean there are teams that cycle through. They the don't Bears. want the, the the Lions. You know that's been their eternity. Well, the, the Lions are in the comeback. Hey, speaking of the Lions, everybody's going to be chasing the Lions. My 2023. NFC North favorites are the Lions, as crazy as it is. If if Dan Campbell can make some better decisions, I don't know. I you got to roll they, with they the sure Motor City Kitties. The, they're going to restore the roar, man. They're going to yeah. restore the roar. Ask Stu Whitney about that. Ask Mike Hendrickson about that. Yeah, yeah. I know <laughs> the guy as well. Uh, some good Lions fans that we're both familiar to. But the, the point being is getting rid of Ed is the easy part. Now the hard work begins, um, finding a coordinator and and finding players and deciding what you're going to do. You know, is it the end of the line for Harrison Smith? What do you do about Eric Kendricks? I and mean, there's a lot of guys in this team making a lot of money. They have some very difficult decisions to do in a hard cap league. And then beyond that, they got a draft to get ready for, and that's a big deal in the NFL. If you, we haven't learned anything. It's huge. Uh, to to find first, second, and third rounders that can step in and contribute, and then find diamonds in the wrong. And you only got four. Draft. You you got four picks. I feel like this is the year. I think we're going to find out how good is Coisado Fomenza because you got yep. you got all the salary cap issues that you have to deal with. You got four draft picks, and you got to hire a defensive coordinator. Like I am so fascinated by what he can do if he really gets his fingerprints on things. Yeah, here's where they make their money. Eight minutes now, front of seven. Here at News Talk, E3-O-W-C-C-O. Timberwolves get a nice win. They are idle tonight. They beat the Raptors 128-126 at Target Center. That that was a, a fun win last night. Back at it Saturday. Uh, the Timberwolves and the Rockets at Target Center. Our pregame at 6.30 with Cal. Alan Horton with all the play-by-play. And then uh, they're on the road in Houston on Monday night. You'll hear them all here on the home of the Timberwolves. News Talk, 830-WCCO. Wild on that East Coast road trip. Uh, so far on this trip, uh, they beat the Caps. They got blown out by the Hurricanes. 
Uh, they'll be in Florida to play the Panthers tomorrow at 5 our time, finishing Tampa against the Lightning. we got to run news and weather coming up. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 